This is WTKM-FM Hartford, saluting Eastside Lumber in Hartford, our local business of the day. Now, WTKM-FM Hartford welcomes Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialists. Kowal Investment Group's visit today is a paid presentation of Kowal Investment Group. The information and opinions expressed are solely those of Kowal Investment Group and not Thompson Media LLC, owner WTKM, its management, or employees. Securities offered through Raymond James Financial Services, member FINRA, and SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Raymond James Financial Services Advisors, Inc. Kowal Investment Group, LLC, is not a registered broker, dealer, and is independent of Raymond James Financial Services. Now here's your host for today's retirement talk, WTKM's Dave Stout. All right, thank you very much, Ernie. Appreciate it. Good morning. It is 10.01, and uh, we started off the day today with a lot of sunshine this morning, and we've clouded up again, and there's a line of showers off to the west uh, from us a little bit here this morning, so we'll keep our fingers crossed that we get the showers through and the sun back out again here, too. The uh, last thing that we need for the farmers now is more rain out there. So good morning. Welcome to the WTKM Open Line. A little weather update there for you at the top of the hour. Um, the last thing we need, as I mentioned, is, is more rain for for the farmers there so we'll we'll um we'll learn a little bit more about uh, breakfast on the farm we'll talk about that coming up here in just a second welcome to the open line program it's great to have you with us here this morning it's 1002 i'm dave stout and uh, joining us here in the studio this morning uh, pleased to welcome uh back to wtkm uh, a couple of uh, folks that we've had a chance to talk to in the past uh in the studio from Coal investment group it is aaron spitzner and paul schaefer guys good morning good to see you good morning dave Good morning. Yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for coming in and joining us here this morning, Aaron. I know I've talked to you before. You've been uh, you're a radio veteran already, oh, yeah. right? Yeah, multiple times yeah. here in the studio. It's <laughs> great to be back. Yeah, and Paul, I know I talked to you when we were down at the Coal uh, Compound down there on off a of Bussy Road, yeah, right? We you... did the show at the, our, our main office in uh, yeah. Pewaukee, but this is the first time I've been up uh, to the studio in Hartford, and it, it's great to be back. This yeah, is where I'm uh, from originally, so it's uh, where are you? are from. Where? I grew up in the town of Aaron and went to Hartford oh, you for did? high school, I'll so it's uh, it's nice to be back downtown. It's a beautiful day in downtown Hartford. So a big shout out to all the Orioles. Yeah, that's right. All your Orioles. Paul's buddies. stomping grounds yeah, here. Yeah, that's good. Well, it's great. It's good to have somebody uh, local from the area back on the air with us here at WTKM. And uh, so, guys, we have a lot of things to talk about today. Boy, I have a list of a mile long of items to, to get together and talk with you guys about with uh, the economy. Look at the markets today. I mean, the market is just like cinch up your seatbelt for heaven's sakes. Markets are up. The Dow's up like 341 points today and yesterday it was up and down all over the place and uh, so you know now uh, markets uh, up 341 points so we'll talk about that uh, volatility in the marketplace and more coming up in just a minute but first of all let's talk a little bit about coal investment group the retirement specialist give us a little rundown a little break uh, breakout of uh, the website and how you operate and, and the contact information yep so our website the coalway.com uh, and you can reach us also uh, 262-522-4040, um, and that will get you in touch with our Waukesha office. We've got multiple offices around the state, uh, Port Washington, Middleton, uh, our new place in Racine, mm-hmm. uh, just off Highway 20 and 94, and then, our, of course, our uh, headquarters yep. uh, in Waukesha. Yep. So, 
And of course, you've got the uh, locations too in uh, in Phoenix. Too. Oh, I no, always no, forget no, the Phoenix, Phoenix one. Location. You know, I don't get to spend a lot of time out there. But <laughs> well, keep working on it. Yeah. You know, so, you know, tell them you'll go out there and take care of business yeah. from January to to March. That's right. Glad to help, guys. Let me know if I could help you in the Phoenix <laughs> office. But uh, so there you go. The five locations: Waukesha, Port, uh, Madison, Racine. A new location there in Racine, and also Phoenix too. We talk about that too. But Coal Investment Group. How do you do business? Uh, give us a little breakout. Uh, how you help people you know, translate goals into actionable steps and maybe take us through um, take us a, a little bit through about how you operate with what kind of uh, finances you have to have uh, uh, to to work together with coal sure well we focus on uh, individuals nearing or in retirement so our, our focus is retirement planning and, and there's a lot around that it, it's not just the investments you have mm-hmm. to make sure that what you have in your investments and different type of accounts, uh, works towards your plan for taking income in retirement. Uh, you know, what bucket do you take from? Sure. Taxes are always an important factor. You don't want to be overly patriotic and pay too much in taxes. So there has to be some planning around where you're taking the money from that you need to support yourself in retirement. Um, and uh, just making sure that as your uh, you know, situation changes and your family um, grows, you know, if you grandkids, um, your planning needs are going to change and uh, making sure that your, your estate plan also uh, jives with what you have going on with your different investment accounts. Paul, everybody, every human being is different of where they're at in their life cycle, what their job has been, what their family situation is, what their heirs look like and everything like that. But one common goal that everyone has is they want to live a good life in retirement. Yeah, the, the lifestyle um, and and what you're doing outside of, you know, worrying about your accounts is most important. And we want to make sure that, um, you know, what you have for your goals in retirement um, can be supported and uh, that there's a plan for that. Uh, so that's our main focus. And from the, you know, the first time we meet with somebody, uh, you know, we, there's generally a, a two meeting process uh, for becoming a client of ours. You know, the first is we meet, we, you know, find out as much information as we can about you, you know, what you have uh, for your different accounts, what you've saved, what your income is, um, but also most importantly, um, what are your goals and what are you trying to accomplish in retirement? Um, what's important to you, your family situation, and, uh, you know, make sure that, you know, your, your planning uh, accounts for all those factors. So after we collect all that information, uh, you know, we generally set up another meeting in a couple weeks. Um, at that meeting, we review, um, you know, what we talked about at the first meeting, the observations on your situation, talk about what you're doing well highlight your strengths. And, th- and that's an important one because not a lot of people like to focus on what they're doing well. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of people are doing a lot of good things. Why is that? Why do they, don't they, they just want to know what they're doing wrong instead? Yeah, yeah. kind of like, all right, let's cut to the uh, the next part. Where <laughs> tell me what I'm doing wrong. Okay, okay, give me the bad news. Yes. I can take it, right? Yeah. Yeah, you can You can see their eyes. You know, <clears throat> yeah. you, We're sitting down together. You have two pages, strengths and then weaknesses, concerns on the next yeah. one. You have to cover up weaknesses <laughs> or concerns because yeah. that's where everybody's eyes go directly to. Right, right. So... Weaknesses, yeah, and then you know, there's definitely areas that uh, everybody can improve on, and yep. um, you know, that's the weaknesses, concerns, opportunities, um, what you can do better if you're still working, what you can do better to set yourself up for a better retirement situation. Um, but if you're in retirement, making sure that we correct any areas that uh, need attention now, sure, uh, so your money can last. Um, and then you know, we're, we're checklist planners, so we we have a list of recommendations then and a timetable for getting those checked off to make sure that, um, you know, you follow up on those. And um, as you become a client, you know, we're making sure that we're 
circling back to that, that, you know, things that were important when we met were, have been addressed. And then, of course, um, any changes uh, that happen over time, uh, there's more things to add to that list. Um, but, you know, we'll review uh, at that second meeting also um, kind of look at what you have in investments, uh, do an analysis of that. Um, are these the appropriate investments for your uh, portfolio? Uh, look at a cash flow analysis. Um, you know, what you have saved plus what your different sources of income are. Can you support yourself and, you know, have your uh, accounts support you in retirement mm-hmm. and make sure that your money lasts for the rest of your life? Yeah, and another thing I'd add to this is um, this is our streamlined retirement process. We do it with anybody uh, that walks through the door, and it's it's our complimentary. It's free, mm-hmm. uh, and and we like to uh, wrap things up in two meetings uh, to take care of all the business. Do people know what their risk tolerance is? Really, I, I don't mean? even think people know what that word means. Okay, okay. <laughs> in, in general, and 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 I and I think that's very true. You know, sometimes you, so what we'll do is we'll gather all the statements and and we punch them all into the uh, Morningstar software. So Morningstar is basically, um, it, I'd say it's, it's one of the globally recognized kind of a investment software companies. It, it basically allows us to plug all these investments in and we take a look at then um, how much stock exposure do you have in your portfolio? Are you being paid for the risk that you're taking? And, and sometimes you look at that and it's, oh my gosh, like I didn't realize I had 90% of my portfolio in stocks or, yeah. or it could be the other way. Yeah, maybe I, you know, I've been in cash for this long, and I've missed this ten-year bull, you know, bull market, and it, it's pretty eye-opening for for a lot of people. Yeah, or I was I've been with my company, honey. I didn't realize I've been with my company for twenty-five years. Looks at his wife and goes, "Wow, I still have all this company stock." Yep. Right. I yeah, mean, huge concentration mm-hmm. risk there because, yeah. it, and sometimes there's a lot of loyalty around that. Um, you know, oh, yeah, I, I think we have some things coming in the product pipeline. I think this stock is going to do really well. I'd hate to dump it. Yeah. Um, well, and maybe that's true. Maybe you do have a good, you know, you, you, you've worked there for 25, 30 years. You may have a good idea what's going on in the company. But as we've seen with some local companies, you still want to mitigate that risk by dialing back on how much stock portfolio you have invested in, in the company you work at. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of concentrate. Not only do you work there and you're dependent upon it to, maintain your lifestyle at home, but then also your retirement is dependent upon it if you have so much stock exposure. So we try to dial that back. It may not happen overnight, but put together a plan and say, how do we get from 25% of your portfolio being invested in in company XYZ to bring it back to under 10%? Mm. Um, And it's not going to happen overnight. And and a lot of times we got to put a plan in place. Mm -hmm. There's so much noise out there. I mean, if you go out and you listen to uh, the business channels and so forth on the cable and stuff like that. They're saying, you know, every day you turn that on, the sky is falling. The bond market's doing this. This is doing, oh, the tariffs are doing this. Oh, my gosh. You just sit there and you're like paralyzed in one spot. You know, am I doing the right thing? Bonds, you know, do I be in bonds anymore? Now they're saying that the yield curve's inverted. Okay, now, what about this or that? I mean, you know, boy, there's a lot of noise out there. Do you help people cut through that noise? Absolutely. I mean, right now... In this day and age, the the business news channels need ratings. They need people. They need eyeballs. They need people to grab people's attention. So whether it's good or bad, usually the the take on it is uh, something a little bit more grand than you know what the actual situation is. So um, we we try to remove people from the noise. We try to create an allocation that uh, allows them to sleep at night. You know, they have a plan. Uh, this allocation is going to allow them to pull this much income, and it should last for the rest of their life. 
uh, you can handle some ups and downs in the market. And really, the, the, for the last uh, few months, going back to uh, the fall, this is more of a normal market. I think, you know, through the bull run that we've had since 2009, um, you know, there hasn't been that much volatility, uh, you know, a few uh, episodes, but mostly it's been kind of a steady uh, chug up for the stock market. Now, you know, there's volatility. You really need to know what you own and make sure that uh, you're diversified and that you're not taking too much risk and can sleep at night. Paul Schaefer's with us along with Aaron Spitzner from Coal Investment Group, the retirement specialist. Website is the Coal Way. Their number is 262-522-4040 to get in touch with these guys and talk a little bit more. Let's go back to the um, retirement review. We talked about the discovery meeting where it was like a, almost like a first date. You get to know each other. Then you go on to the next one. You really kind of make a commitment to, to each other and learn a little bit more. And then um, you, the, the next meeting comes along and you, and, uh, you agree to work together, right? And then take us from there. Yeah, so um, we do offer three meetings as part of the process. Um, the third meeting would be the mutual commitment meeting. So if we go through everything, and, um, and sometimes there is the case where you want to go back and, and talk about it as a couple, um, then we would ask you to come back for a third mutual commitment meeting mm-hmm. uh, in which we would uh, begin to really get things going uh, with the planning. So you, you at that point in time, um, you, you open up new accounts, uh, you begin to consolidate your your investment account. So you may have things scattered all over, uh, an old 401k here, 401k there, maybe an old IRA, your current employer 401k. So you begin to consolidate, get everything under one umbrella. Uh, and then that's when the, um, the process really begins. That's when we start to implement a lot of the planning. Um, and then from there, it, once you're a client of Coal Investment Group, we like to meet with everybody twice a year. Uh, and I think that uh, a lot of people enjoy that because you hear these stories out there where um, yeah, I work with this advisor, but I haven't seen him in a while. Yeah. Yeah. He only reaches out to me and I'll make a trade here and there. Yeah. Well, we like to sit down with everybody face-to-face every six months. And then as a follow-up to those meetings, we also send you notes as far as what we talked about with you, uh, what the plan of action is, and, and what you can expect to hear from us maybe in the future. Um, and it really kind of helps as a reminder of what it is we did talk about and what it is we're going to put together and what maybe will be discussed at the next meeting as well. We'll also have client events. Uh, we like to see all of our clients outside of the office as well, so we'll do different events throughout the year, educational and also fun events as well. So so uh, it is uh, folks that are at or near retirement who have accumulated at least $750,000 in retirement assets, and you're thinking of, okay, I've got this money set aside. Um, what do I do with it now? This is this is These are the kind of people you want to work with that are at or near retirement, 61, 60, 62, 63, whatever, right, kind of, Paul? Is that what you're... Absolutely, and, okay. e- and everybody's uh, target retirement date is different. Right. Uh, so there may be some um, younger listeners, you know, small business owners that... Um, maybe retiring from their current business, sure. but don't have plans to just retire. So, you know, we can also help with those kind of transitions and planning around, uh, you know, a transition out of a business uh, and, and into something else. So we have uh, a lot of things to talk a little bit about today. We talked a second ago about the Dow, looking how the Dow looks now at uh, up 300 and some points. And Paul, you talked a little bit about the volatility that's out there in the market uh, place. And, um, you know, there's talks about a rate cut now that uh, they're going to do some kind of a rate cut now. Um, let's talk about that. Let's, you know, I mean, how, let's, you know, when the rubber hits the road, both of you guys, Paul and Aaron, both of you, your opinion is... The tariff's going to affect our economy to a great extent. Is 
you guys feel it's going to be affecting our economy to the point where we're going to need a rate cut in our economy because things are going the wrong direction? Well, it, it it seems like it's more likely that that's the path we're going with a, a potential rate cut later in the year. But, um, you know, a, a tariff is a tax. Um, so, you know, it, it, it's, it's going to affect growth and the economy over time. It's still relatively early, you know, in that uh, process. So uh, it really depends on what, what happens um, over the coming months with negotiations with China, Mexico, and Canada, um, ratifying the new NAFTA. And then, of course, there's ongoing conversations with, with Europe and Japan. So, um, you know, going into an election year, I think it's uh, more likely than not that something will get worked out on one of the fronts. I think it's a little bit politically untenable to continue such uncertainty going into uh, 2020. So I think something will get worked out. And, um, you know, the little bit of a pullback that we've had now may be an opportunity. But every time we have a pullback, uh, it it it, uh, it can be nerve-wracking. And, Is that a and buying pe- opportunity? You know, I think it's easier said than done, um, and I, I think that holds true for a lot of people. It's is uh, we sit down. You talked about reviews twice a year, and we kind of talk about, hey, maybe I'll take a little bit more risk in my portfolio. Maybe I'm at a sixty forty. Maybe I should dial things up to a seventy thirty. Well, a lot of those discussions this time around were, well, the market's kind of high. Maybe we'll wait for an opportunity to come around, and then maybe we'll switch gears from a sixty yeah. percent stock, forty percent bond, to seventy percent stock, thirty percent bond. Well, when that opportunity comes and the market's down here, I have I printed out just some of the numbers as of uh, I think I have it here on, as of May thirtieth, um, and this this is what as of May thirtieth, month to date, the S and P five hundred it's still year to date we're up this is up thirteen point five percent, but month to date down four percent. Um, international month to date, if we look at um, down four point four, emerging markets down eight point six percent. So when you see some of those big drops in the market, it creates a, hey, you know, we're down 4 or 5%. Maybe now we could dial up the risk. Here's a buying opportunity um, that may hold true, but you got to have a, a you got to understand that you're invested for the long term. Right. Um, and you stay, you still could go down a little bit from here. Yep. Uh, or you could have a bounce back and then down again. Sure. Um, but at the end of the day, it, it, you know, you're going to retire and it doesn't mean you have to go to cash right away. Right. Uh, you want to keep, up with inflation, you could have 20, 30, 40 years ahead of you. So it's important to have the, the proper mix of stock to bond in your portfolio and that you understand that you're in it for the long haul. So Paul, long story short, yeah, it's an opportunity, but you got to have the guts to do it. Paul, you're nodding your head. Yeah, it's a, the inconvenient <laughs> truth with the, the stock market is, you know, everybody wants a correction to get better prices, but then when it happens, people get nervous yeah. and, you know, postpone their purchases or right. sell at the wrong time. And, you know, we've We've seen that with um, you know some new people that we talked to. They they got out in the fall, but they haven't gotten back in uh, because they don't know when. So we really want to develop our allocations for our clients with something they can stick with because you, it's hard to uh, forecast what is going to be the best place where the best place to be is every six months, every year. You really want to have a mix of uh, uh, things, and, and it's not just stocks. It's large cap, mid cap, small cap, international. Uh, you have to take it all into consideration. So uh, Aaron Cole and I used to talk a lot, a lot about Brian Westbury, the chief economist at First Trust, and he would publish this newsletter. We would talk a lot about that. 
And um, he, he always would say in that, talk about a plow horse economy and so forth. And so this time he said, don't count on a rate cut. He said, um, the U.S. economy is nowhere even close to needing one rate cut, much less two. The nominal gross domestic product, that's the real uh, gross domestic product plus inflation, was up 3.8% annual rate in the first quarter, is up 5.1% from a year ago, and is up 4.8% annual rate in the past two years. Are we going to see a rate cut by the end of the year? Yes. What do you think? Well, the market has has priced that in. The probability that we'll see some sort of rate cut by the end of the year is over 90%. Okay. Um, and rates are low. We probably don't need one with as strong of an economy as we have, but with the, the way the yield curve, the bond yield curve has inverted, yeah. so short rates are much higher than some of the long rates. You know, the, the two-year treasury is higher, rate is higher than the 10-year treasury. Right. Um, that's not a healthy situation for banks and lending long-term. So the Fed may be forced to uh, lower short-term rates a little bit to try to improve that situation. Um, but we should s- still see uh, plenty of growth in the economy to keep, you know, pl- plow horsing along um, unless something uh you know, continues to deteriorate with the, the trade talks. Aaron, you know, I was driving into work this morning and I'm really confused because every building I go by that's got a company in it has got a now hiring sign in front of it. I mean, wow. I mean, it's like, I think the economy, at least in this area, is good. What do you think? Well, I think, um, first of all, I do hear a lot of that from from existing clients yeah. um, that we our business owners find good people is what yep. everyone's saying. You yeah, know? and well, we you know raise the you know there are some clients of ours that own fast food restaurants. Yeah. You know, oh, you know we can't find some of it. They blame on the whole generational thing and the whole millennial and kids don't work the way that they used to. And, and some of that might be true, but some of it is you know we we have to raise our rates or our, our rates our uh, our wages in order to attract people. And, um, and ultimately what happens there, if you start paying people more, you know, you may start to get some, you know, some signs of inflation, um, which would only be natural there, but I think it's a little bit overdue as well, as far as, you know, some rates or wages going up. But I think here, here's some good stuff from, from Brian Westbury as well. You kind of alluded to him earlier. Um, so far we don't see signs of weakness in the economy. The economy keeps humming along, no deal with China and higher tariffs on Mexico and perhaps others doesn't mean a recession, but instead a return to roughly 2%, that plow horse growth. So kind of like Paul talked about earlier, we have a strong economy. You know, tariffs could kind of pull things back a little bit, but it's not going to be substantial. Um, We estimate that the impact of the tariffs net of the benefits of tax cuts and deregulation roughly equal the negative effects of President Obama's tax hikes and regulations. So Mm. you're basically calling it a wash there. Yeah. Uh, and then he says, some are calling for the Federal Reserve to cut interest rates to offset this damage, but we don't think, so this is Brian Westbury at First Trust, we don't think rates need to lower need to go lower to boost growth. Does anyone seriously think there are firms that are not investing because the Fed has lifted short-term rates to 2.375%? Uh, in addition, there are still $1.4 trillion in excess bank reserves. So there's a lot of cash on the sideline and... Um, does this marginal increase in short-term rates we're really going to slow down growth in the U.S. economy? Like you just mentioned, there's a lot of people looking for work. Things are growing pretty good, yeah. and I don't really think that that's really going to slow us down. And, and do we have to drop rates in order to keep things going? 
not I, to keep things going, maybe to just fix the lending situation. But no, the job market is very strong. Non-farm payrolls are coming out this Friday. They expect the unemployment rate to be 3.6% again. Um, those are historical numbers and, and very strong. So yeah. the economy is good. Um, you know, there's always going to be uncertainty somewhere in the world. Uh, you know, and, but I think you just have to plan for what you know and um, you know make sure you're not taking too much risk. Lots of politics involved. Yep. It sounds to me going into an election year, right? That's right. All right, so we're talking. Unfortunately, with, yes, I know. I hear you. Paul Schaefer's with us, along with uh, Aaron Spitzner from um, the Coal Investment Group. Give us a little contact information and a little bit about uh, the company, please. Uh, well, our main number two six two five two two forty forty. If you'd like to set up a complimentary uh, review um, to uh, see how we could help you, that's the best number to call. If you want to find us online, it's the Kowal Way, K O W A L uh, dot com. Um, and you can also find us on LinkedIn, Facebook, whatever your uh, social media flavor is. Uh, we're all over the place. Take a quick break and back with the guys here coming up in just a second. We'll talk a little bit about raising the age for re- uh, required minimum distributions, the RMDs from 70 and a half to 72. What's that all about? And more people in their 70s entering the job force and why. It's coming up in just a minute on WTKM. locally. 1032 now here at WTKM. My name is Dave Stout. It's great to have you with us here on this Tuesday. Current temperature is 64 degrees. We have a 70% chance of no rain today. Mostly cloudy, high around. Am I reading this right here? Maybe I clean my glasses. 80 for the high today. New forecast. Then for tonight, um, cloudy skies, low around 64. Tomorrow, it is a partly sunny, high around 81 degrees. So, it's looking good. Temperatures uh, warming up right now. It is 64 degrees at WTKM. The guys from Kowal, or uh, investment group, are in the studio with us here this morning. The Retirement Specialists. The website is The Kowal Way. They work with folks at or near retirement who've accumulated at least 750000 in retirement assets. Phone number 262-522-4040. And uh, in the studio this morning is uh, Paul Schaefer. And uh, Aaron Spitzner, you guys having a good summer so far of, uh, of of what's out there? Gone camping? Done any fun stuff so far? Oh, gone camping, and it's a lot of work. It is a lot yeah, of work, yeah. I mean, it, it's a lot of fun for the kids. Yeah. But um, it's not camping like it used to be without kids. Right, right. But oh, it's yeah. camping. It's fun, and, you know, they can be happier doing it. Sure. So I'm making memories. Exactly. Yeah. And, and that's what... Um, you know, it's one of those things, and this is going to take us off on a segment here, but it ties into investments because yeah. I'm at the camper show, and my neighbor shows up, and he's there, and he comes up to me, you know, Aaron, uh, a camper is actually one of the, I just read an article on some, you know, you talk about these Yahoo articles, yeah. things like that. He's like, yeah. that's one of the top five worst investments you can have of all time. And I, and I, and I look at him, I'm like, Brian, I think about it for a second, I'm like, it's not really an investment. You right. Know, it's an investment in my kids. That's exactly it's not, right. I'm not trying to make money on a camper. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like we talk about portfolios, putting <laughs> yeah. your money away and letting it grow over time. I'm like, wait a second. I'm not buying a 30-foot travel trailer trying to flip it in two years. That's for, right. Yeah, so, for profit. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah it, it, it's, it's fun. And, and it's so much fun. When I was a kid, we uh, went camping all over the place here. Mothy Lake, and then we would go up to the Dells and all over the place in our in our camper, and we just had so much fun. And it's it's really about creating memories and having a good time with your family. Yep. As you as your kids get older, they say, boy, I remember we had so much fun with mom and dad doing this and doing that. And that's what it's all about. Yep. 
Yeah, and, and life I, is short, guys. You realize that as time goes on, you know. Yeah, and it'll be shorter for me with the with the stress it puts on you. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. All right, joking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, it's great to have both of you in the studio with us, uh, chatting uh, today, talking a little bit about uh, Coal Investment Group and how you guys operate. And uh, you know, uh, not only do you have to deal with um, what you have right in front of you, but you have to also deal with the tax prospect of it too for people that come in and sit down and talk with you everyone's got a different tax tax situation that they have to deal with in their life right paul yeah everybody's tax situation is different and um you know the the tax situation is always changing so yeah. you know we're we're staying on top of that with uh, the the different groups that we're involved in uh to make sure that our planning that we're doing for clients is most up to date and um you know, making sure that, uh, you know, it's current. Um, you know, we had the, the big tax bill that changed everything for people um, and their tax situation in the uh, late 2017. And now there's a new bill that's making its way through Congress that has a lot of bipartisan support. So it's it's likely that um, there will be some changes happening soon. So bi- uh, bipartisan support does happen? <laughs> well, when you got to raise revenue, uh, it can happen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> No, but uh, it's called the Secure Act, and okay. it was passed uh, overwhelmingly uh, in the House uh, a week and a half ago. Um, you know, the Secure Act—it's an acronym, of course. It's—it's it's for setting every community up for retirement enhancement, and it's really a bill that is intended to make it easier for people to be part of a retirement plan through work. So, it, to incentivize employers to get a four hundred one k set up, make it easier for them to manage, incentivize them for that. But there's some things hidden in the bill. Uh, that will change uh, the planning for individuals, for IRAs and um, the rules governing those. Uh, and there's some uh, some uh, big changes d- uh, to be aware of. You know, this isn't a bill uh, legislation yet, but uh, likely some of these will get through uh, the Senate. You know, when they review it. Uh, but one is uh, someone over 70 and a half. If you're still working. Um, right now, the way it is is you can no longer contribute to an IRA. Um, but this bill would remove that um, from uh, that prohibition from contributing to an IRA. So if you're still working and you're over 70 and a half, you'll still be able to contribute, um, which, you know, people are, li- you know, living longer, working yeah. longer. Yeah. Um, it's going to benefit people there. Um, also, right now, the rule is when you hit 70 and a half, you're required to start pulling a certain amount from your IRA every year. It's called a required minimum distribution. Mm-hmm. RMD is what uh, a lot of people know it as. Mm-hmm. They're uh, talking about raising that uh, first year that you have to t- start taking money from 70 and a half to 72. Um, so that's a good thing. I mean, uh, you, you know, it'll give people more flexibility and options. They won't be forced to take out money if they don't need it and, and pay that tax. Um do you that, think getting rid of that uh, half year is a good step, moving the right direction? Well, that's just confusing. Yeah. Um, you know, people are like half year. Yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of people may, may miss uh, their their first year because of that. Right. Um, so it just makes it easier, a little bit more clear cut. Um, but there, there's another uh, planning item that's going to be impacted by that change. Right now, if you're 70 and a half or older, you can uh, – it's called a, a qualified charitable distribution. If you want to give money to a charity, you can make that contribution directly from your IRA, and it's not counted towards income. Mm-hmm. It goes to, towards satisfying that RMD that you need to take, um, but that that amount isn't included in income. So that's a, a, a big uh, benefit to uh, a lot of people that are charitably inclined, you know, that want to make that part of their uh, ongoing planning. Um, 
you know, that's likely to uh, be moved up also to 72 or, or more. So if you're 70 and a half, 71, you may not have that available to you if this goes through. Just something to be aware of. So um, what are the upsides, you think, uh, in, the, in the downsides and the changes? Are there any potential revenue losers in here or any tax traps in here maybe for parents or anything in this that you yep, see? There's well, one thing. Uh, there, there's two other big uh, items. Um, the, the one for parents is there's also uh, uh, a provision in there that if you uh, have a, a birth of a child or an adoption, that if you need to tap into your IRA, you can pull money out and not have the uh, 10% penalty. Okay. You still have to pay tax on it. Mm -hmm. But if you pull money from an IRA and you're not 59 and a half, there's a 10% penalty. You would be excluded from that if you pulled money out for the reason of a, a birth of a child or an adoption, which... You know, if there's upfront expenses, uh, medical expenses, or just to, to get the house ready, that could help a lot of people, um, you know, younger people. Uh, but the biggest change that's uh, a revenue raiser and why I think there's a lot of bipartisan support in addition to, you know, trying to help, you know, small businesses, employers have a retirement plan is um, right now when you inherit an IRA, if you're not a spouse, so you inherit, you know, your uncle's IRA, Right now, you have the option to uh, stretch out the the distributions that you need to take from that IRA for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. um, they're they're going to try to remove that and scale that back where you have to take the money out of your IRA in a 10-year period. Um, so the, that could impact a lot of planning that needs to be done. Um, you know, it's forcing you to take out more money sooner. It's going to force you to have a, a certain tax bill if they make you take a bigger amount out in a shorter period of time. That's something that we would review and, and help our clients with. And, uh, you know, another big thing that uh, to be aware of, we're not sure yet if uh, people that have inherited IRAs are going to be impacted, if those will be grandfathered in and won't be impacted, and if it's just going to be new inherited IRAs. Um, so more to come on that, but, you know, we're staying on top of uh, the, this bill as it progresses. Aaron, that's uh, Paul Schaefer. Aaron Spitzner, what are your thoughts around the office? What's the vibe on the uh, Secure Act retirement bill uh, passes a house with a support there? What, what are your thoughts on it? Going to go? Well, the first thing I always laugh about is the first thing I always laugh about is the grandfathered inherited <laughs> yeah. IRA. Yeah. Now I, I look at that and I go, if you're not in this industry, you know what the heck that is. Right. So if that actually comes to fruition and we have a grandfathered inherited IRA, it's going to be like. Oh my gosh! Like, what do I have to do with this animal? But right, I didn't get it from my grandfather. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, when do I have to take money out of it? What is my required minimum distribution? How do I handle this? Uh, and then you're going to have these if we if we have these other new forms of inherited IRAs, knowing the different rules and the complexities between all of them, um, it's going to be difficult. And especially yeah. if, not not only if you're just a you know somebody who doesn't know the ins and outs of it, but even for the IRS to track some of these things to know. Who has what and when do they have to take money out of these IRAs? It's going to be uh, pretty difficult. Um, but what I think of the rules, though, in general, um, at the end of the day, you know, the one reason Washington does anything right is to try to generate more revenue. Right. So they're looking at this saying, okay, we have how many trillions of dollars in retirement assets in the U.S., and how can we capture, how can we get more of that sooner? Mm -hmm. uh, so the whole stretch IRA bringing up that revenue source, I understand why they're doing it. Required minimum distribution, though. Going from seventy and a half to seventy-two, and at at the end of the day, that will just make life a little bit easier for us to real, you know, 
is 70 and a half. Okay, when am I 70 and a half? And then, okay, I have until April 1st of the year following 70 and a half to take my first distribution. That will maybe kind of go away and will make things a little bit cleaner and easier to understand. Um, so in, in the, in the penalty-free kind of a distribution, if you have if adoption or, or a birth of a, a child, I think that could be – I look at that as, okay, they're providing some more flexibility with retirement accounts. But on the other hand um, – you know that gives another reason to pull money out in, in kind of a penalty-free fashion, which isn't always the best source. Um, you know, it, I'd like to see them clean up other areas, mm-hmm. uh, but then we get in the political conversation of why the birth of a child is so expensive in the first place. Right, right. But okay, they couldn't tackle that one, so I guess they're going to have to just rely on uh, retirement accounts to fund that now. So um, at the end of the day, it, it, it kind of will just add a little bit more complexity to things, and, and that's where we're here to help. When should we see something happening uh, with that? Next year, 2020, maybe? Oh, going no. To, going to no, I, I think um, this summer. Oh, really? right now, It could be that soon. Huh? Right now, the uh, it's in the Senate's hands, okay. and uh, they may you know, send it back with some modifications. But uh, with the strong support that it had in the House, it's very likely that it's going to happen very soon. Sure. Yeah. More money, more spending. That's right. More money to spend. Let me read you guys a story real quick and just see what, you, what your thoughts are on this. Catherine Abraham is a economics professor at the University of Maryland. She was talking with her hairdresser one night about retirement plans. The economist said she plans to continue working because she wants to and has no plan for retiring. The hairdresser agreed, but for different reasons. She said she needs the money. Both scenarios are contributing to a big increase in the number of people in the U.S. working into their 70s. Over the past 20 years, the share of Americans working in their 70s has risen from less than 10% to nearly 15% according to the Census Bureau. In addition of people being healthier and living much longer, economists say the combination of financial considerations as uh, such as years of stagnant rate, uh, real wages that you talked about, Aaron, and um, a shift away from traditional pensions in this private sector are some of the reasons people are working longer. The decline of manufacturing and the increase in the number of people working is uh, in less labor-intensive occupations has contributed to the trend, according to Abraham, who researches work and retirement decisions of uh, older Americans. They say that workers in more physical jobs, meanwhile, may be more likely to look forward to retiring. If you worked hard in an industrial situation where you stood all day or used your hands and upper body motion and all your joints are in bad shape, that's maybe, well, no, that, those are probably not the people, those are the people that are going to be looking forward to retiring uh, according to these folks. The good news is for employers with an aging workforce, according to the research by the Milken Institute Centers for the Future of Aging and Stanford Center in Longevity, older employees take fewer sick days, show stronger problem-solving skills, and are more likely to, to be highly satisfied at work than their younger colleagues. What are your thoughts on that? Is that going to change the workforce out there, or do we just need those workers to continue working because of the shortage of workers in the workplace? Thoughts? Well, the first thing that comes to my mind is, and, and the first thing, you know, when you mentioned people working longer is if you have to do it, that's fine. If but, but why, right? Well, if you're including it as part of your retirement plan, mm-hmm. that I would be more cautious with. Is you say, hey, I have some money in my 401k, I have social security coming in uh, at, you know, it's called 67 and I'm going to rely on that, but I'm also going to work part time to kind of supplement maybe a um, some more of my expenses. Well, that doesn't always come true because there are health concerns. Right. You know, if something happens where you can no longer work, 
or your spouse. Now you have to be the primary caretaker there sure. or a kid or a parent. That can pull you away from work, and then you lose that income source. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think there's a study out there. I don't know what the percentages are, but the number of people that say they're going to actually work and actually do are are two different things. Okay. Now, the fact that we see the number increase from 10% to 15%, um, you know, like a... Probably not a big number, but I mean, yeah. you know, it's 5% increase. And I, mean, I think it makes sense. Um, like you mentioned, like one of the reasons healthy and living longer, um, and I tie that back to Social Security. I think the statistic is right when they fir- when Social Security was first basically uh, started. If you actually got to collect Social Security, uh, you basically beat the system. Right. And now it's now it's used as a, a planning strategy from sure. people like us sure. to say, hey, we're going to use that as, as part of your income strategy in retirement. Um, so yes, there is the case that people are living longer, so they should be working longer. Uh, so I guess that makes sense. And in, in the in the lack of pensions. And we see that all the time too. Yeah. Um, but then now to tie back to what you said at the end there, and you mentioned that um, if you've been working for a longer time, you may have more knowledge in your job or your profession. You're more valued, especially at a time right now where the labor force is getting a little bit thin. Um, but what's weird about that is what I see a lot. I don't know if you see this, Paul, but you see the whole people getting retired. You know, yeah. you've been working somewhere for 35, 40 years. You have a lot of knowledge, but you become a liability at that company, and you're now very it's very costly to have you employed there sure, sure you know you have your your benefits package you may be making a little bit more so they're going to replace you with younger workers yeah who aren't as smart but they're cheaper right and you start to see that happen so it's not as much as a voluntary thing and you see people getting more and more pushed out of their jobs and you don't see that big celebration the big retirement celebration probably as much as you used to now it's just oh uh, I yeah. got retired sure. instead of I retired. Sure, sure. So. Yeah, and, and people are living longer, so some people do have to work longer to support themselves. Mm-hmm. I think tying it back to the planning, what, what we would look at with our clients is, uh, what have you saved with, uh, with some conservative assumptions? Will this money last into your 90s? And uh, you know, we feel like you're, it's uh, not at risk to run out uh, when you need it most, uh, but also looking at kind of the makeup of your accounts uh, the the same amount of money in a in an IRA which you haven't paid taxes on is not the equivalent of that that same amount of money that might be in a Roth IRA or uh, an after tax brokerage account. So um, you really need to be aware of uh, not just the amount that you have saved, but what kind of account is it in and what kind of tax treatment is it going to get? Sure. Um, because you know really taxes are one thing that can really separate people you know from their retirement plans. Yeah. Um, so it, it's important, you know, especially if you're still working, um, if you meet with someone like us, we would help you come up with a plan for how you would direct your your savings up until the point that you retire. That's very important. Okay. That is the voice of Paul Schaefer, and uh, he's together uh, sitting across me here with uh, Aaron Spitzner. They're the folks from uh, Coal Investment Group. Guys, as we go to break, uh, how do we get in touch with you at uh, Coal Investment Group, the retirement specialists? Give us some information. Multiple ways here. We have a phone number, 262-522-4040. That will get you in touch with our Waukesha office. And also, you can find us online at thekowalway.com and um, through Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, uh, any of the social media sources out there. Several locations, too. Wow, That's right. five. Five. Yeah. So, well, I won't forget it this time around. <laughs> I'll start with it. Uh, Phoenix. And we have, uh, I'll, I'll go in the big circle here, uh, Port Washington, Middleton, Racine, and then the global headquarters in Waukesha. 
Cole Investment Group help you with uh, build on your nest egg and consolidate your assets, transition into uh, life's next stage. And you guys uh, continue to win the Barron's Top 1200 Financial Advisors. Five years or so in a row, right? That's right. Nice. And, and the one thing about that is, you know, if you go back 30 years when Jeff uh, started the company, it's not something that he was in the business for. Yeah. The the, the glamour, the awards, anything's like that. Um, and it's basically just a byproduct of doing what's right for our clients and putting their best interests first. Um, and as a kind of a, a benefit of that is then we get these rewards. So it's not that we're in it for the awards, but it just happens to come with the territory can you of guys care just, of our clients. Can you just imagine what Jeff has seen in the past 30 years in the economy, just what we've seen in the past two or three years? Yeah. Just imagine 10 times that long, yeah. right? The ups and downs of it and what you've learned with that and, and all the changes. And he still has all of his hair. Yeah. Well, some of it. <laughs> all right. We'll take a quick break and back with more as we uh, can look for. <laughs> hey, I'm glad you said it, not me. Uh, so uh, we'll uh, take a quick break here. And after the break, we'll talk a little bit more about what we can look forward to in the summertime coming up here in the markets in just a minute here at 104.9 WTKM. For a live broadcast starting 7 o'clock this Saturday morning from the Highland Dairy in Kewaskum. 7.55, or no, it's 10.55 now with Dave Stout here on the WTKM Open line program. Uh, pleased to welcome into the studio this morning the folks from Kowal Investment Group. Uh, that is uh, Paul Schaefer and Aaron Spitzner, the retirement specialist. Website is the Kowal Way, and the phone number to set up an appointment is uh, 262-522-4040. Guys, you know, there's so much we talked about, so much doom and gloom, it seems like, out there um, in the media pointing at everyone. Let's talk about some positive reasons to to get into investments and some positive wrap up the show on a positive note can we do that paul absolutely um yeah when when you have some uncertainty in the market maybe we've gotten a little bit of a pullback the last month and a half um rather than be nervous and uh you know want to change everything in your accounts it might be a good opportunity to do some proactive planning uh whether that's rebalancing back to your target allocation so if you have uh, an allocation that you've um developed for yourself that 60% stocks, 40% bonds, you know, if the stock market pulls back and bonds do well, um, that's going to get out of line. So maybe now you're at 55% stocks and 45% bonds. Well, reallocate back to your target 60-40 allocation at lower stock prices. That's one opportunity. Also, uh, Roth conversions. So that's moving money from your pre-tax IRA to a Roth IRA. You pay the tax now, but if you can move money to your Roth IRA, and a Roth allows for tax-free growth in the future, if you're doing that at what are relatively lower levels in the stock market and you're reinvesting that money in your Roth, you know that's another opportunity. So when we do have a bounce back and the markets recover, um, you're going to be in a better situation. So mm-hmm. proactive planning, I guess, is what um, I would leave um, when there's uncertainty and nervousness. Uh, there may be an opportunity. Aaron, thoughts? I I agree with everything Paul's saying there. It, it, you don't want to definitely you don't you don't want to jump ship, right? right That's right. the worst thing you can do uh, when pl- you get some set volatility. Set a plan, right? Exactly. Yeah. Have a plan in place. Stick to it, and 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 look at this as an opportunity to uh, do some of that proactive planning. You bet. Yeah, and stay positive with it too. And you know, and, and I think one of the important things to remember if you're invested in the market is is the election coming up. <laughs> Right. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be a lot of manipulation with different things to try and mani- manipulate different things to make people look good or make people look bad. Don't you think coming up here in the next uh, 18 months? 
Yeah, it, we'll definitely see a lot of that, and and I caution everybody is you know politics, not using politics as kind of an investment strategy or philosophy. Right. Um, no matter which side you're on, um, we saw some really good years in the market under President Obama. We've seen some good returns under uh, President Trump, and um, you definitely don't want to, no matter which side you're on, allow any of that to. Um, change your philosophy over time. Again, you're going to be invested for the long term. Um, and over the long term, the markets have, you know, re- rewarded those that who have stayed invested. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think we're just in the environment of there's always going to be big headlines that are going to be out there in the news to scare people. And, yeah. you know, that gets eyeballs and ratings, but, um, you know, I guess going into the summer, there's, there's usually less volume, less trading. So, you know, markets could be choppier, um, but I don't think that that's a reflection on the trajectory of the economy. Things are still going well, unless things deteriorate more. You know, I, I, I would caution people to change their account allocation significantly. You bet. And um, stick with the stick with the experts. Set a plan and stick with the experts. And uh, you guys work with people shoulder to shoulder, which is a great thing. As we wrap up, uh, contact information. People want to get in touch with you. I know it's for folks that are at or near retirement who've accumulated seven hundred fifty thousand dollars in retirement assets. But people want to get in touch with you after the show to talk with you a little bit or get that initial uh, consultation, that first couple meetings to kind of meet you guys and see what you do. How do they do that? Um, well, just give us a call. Uh, easiest way is to, to call us at our, our main office, number 262-522-4040. Uh, you'll likely talk to Heather first, who in our office, who's awesome. Love and, Heather. Uh, She's great. Yeah, yeah. She'll, she'll set you up with a, a time to meet with one of the advisors, collect some information that we would need to um, have at that first meeting. And uh, from there, um, you know, that, that would be a good first step. Fantastic. Aaron, good to see you again. All right. Thanks great for coming back. in. Thank yeah. you. Great to have you guys uh, in here again. It's uh, The Kowal Way and 262-522-4040. That's been Aaron Spitzner and Paul Schaefer joining us here this morning. Coming up tomorrow on the program, it'll be the uh, open line program tomorrow with Mark May joining us in here, answering your horticulture questions. And that's all uh, tomorrow starting at 10 o'clock right here on WTKM. Investment Group's visit today was a paid presentation of Kowal Investment Group. The information and opinions expressed are solely those of Kowal Investment Group and not Thomson Media LLC, owner WTKM, its management, or employees. Securities offered through Raymond James Financial Services, member FINRA, and SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Raymond James Financial Services Advisors, Inc. Kowal Investment Group, LLC, is not a registered broker, dealer, and is independent of Raymond James Financial Services. To contact Kowal Investment Group, call 2 262-522-4040. This is WTKM-FM Hartford, saluting Eastside Lumber in Hartford, our local business of the day. This 